sorry, you're not on the list. I'm Grace. I'm Bridget. This is the Gossier where we are going to see who's on multiple lists today. And if you're listening to this podcast, you're on the Gossier list, which means you can continue to listen. No problem. And we love it, baby. Do you want to get right into it? Let's get right into it. <laughs> so our first segment this week is, as it is every week, you have to tell me. It's the segment where both Grace and I bring a little goss to the table. Um, so Grace, you have to tell me. Jeopardy is announcing two hosts, which we already know, Mike Richards, but now known Zionist. I don't even know how you say her name. Mayim Bialik. Oh, yeah, that's how you say it. So regular listeners of the pod uh, will know that we talked about Mike Richards at length last week. We talked about the controversy surrounding him, namely a bunch of lawsuits where he fired women for being pregnant. That's the gist. You can listen to last week's episode if you want to hear more about that. ABC, as we predicted, didn't really bat an eye at those allegations and said, nope, he still got the job. But thanks for throwing that out there, ladies. But in order to, like, you know, assuage those feminazis in the world. Oh, boy. (laughs) Heavy language. (laughs) I'm saying that ironically. I promise you guys. And they decided to announce a woman host. So basically what's going to happen is Mike Richards is going to host the show, The Property. And Maya Bialik is going to host, like, spinoffs and special events. So, like, if they have a celebrity Jeopardy, Maya Bialik will host that. So she's hosting when Mike Richards has to make a court date. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And so Maya Bialik is known primarily for A, playing Blossom on Blossom and B, being, I think, Sheldon's girlfriend on The Big Bang Theory. I didn't watch The Big Bang Theory, of course. So she's kind of like a goofy energy. She's also known for her problematic YouTube channel. She used to she'd do these sort of vlogs, you know, with her fans and she would get into trouble for saying things like at one point she was an anti-vaxxer or said something about vaccinations and people. And this was way before COVID. And people were like, you're an anti-vaxxer, F you. And then she had to like clear that up like, no, I'm a scientist and I just think some are necessary and some are not or something. I don't know. Some she got nitpicky. And then there was yeah. like another one like that where it was, oh, it was about open relationships. And basically she said something about how open relationships are impossible. And then, of course, everyone in an open relationship was, was like, like, actually, it's possible for me. So, yeah. And so then she had to apologize for that. So it was just like this weird cycle of making these broad stroke statements and then having to come back and apologize to her fan club. And speaking of broad stroke statement, her most recent controversy is that she's basically in just been defending Israel time after time. Oh, yeah. She's identified as a Zionist. And when she was a guest host, there were like a number of clues about Zionism, which I don't know if that was a coincidence or what. No, not not on Jeopardy. I refuse to believe. And when she was guest hosting, she was being well received. I don't know by who. No one I knew. It seems like ABC was having their little spies put into the world like, Wow, Mayim Bialik's really good, huh? The Zionist producers love you guys. We like Mayim, <laughs> huh? It's like I can't make it any more clear that I wanted you to hire Aaron Rodgers. Oh yeah, 
they would have brought in a whole new, I think, generation of viewers for Aaron Rodgers. I know a lot of women, too. Yeah. Tell me and about it. Men and men. Come on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Football. Um, And LeVar Burton is there again. There's a lot of people in the LeVar Burton camp who really thought LeVar, LeVar Burton was going to get it. And that's really sweet and cute, but he was never going to get it. And I know that's what you're saying to me about Aaron Rodgers, too. We're all on the same page. LeVar Burton has like a very strong following. Like people look at him like he was their dad because he kind of was their dad because of reading Rainbow. Yeah, I'll teach you about reading. But nope. Now our Jeopardy hosts are a misogynist and a Zionist. Will I still watch Jeopardy? Probably, because what else am I going to do at 7 p.m. on a weekday? But I am going to think about it differently. Yeah, I wonder if if you might stop watching it out of just the annoyance of knowing these things about these hosts. Like for me, sometimes when I watch something where they change cast and, you know, something terrible about that actor or performer, it's like, oh, it's really hard to enjoy this and -hmm. not think about how terrible this person is. I think because the host does so little, it really is kind of an easy thing to get past because I'm watching it for the trivia. But it is like for the facts, baby. Yeah. But it's like, could you not have picked someone a little bit better? I saw on Twitter, someone was like, what's wrong with Trebek? Oh, someone had to be like, he's dead. (laughs) Bridget, you have to tell me about goodbye Cuomo sexuals. That's right, baby. As we've known, Governor Andrew Cuomo has been in a lot of hot water recently after several abuse allegations, both sexual and I think just a toxic workplace. Yeah. Um, He's finally decided to resign. But of course, that's largely I think we could safely say because of the pressure of the Democratic Party. Mm -hmm. And this comes after an investigation was basically like, yeah, he did sexually assault people rather than just the victims coming forward. Yeah. I don't know if the investigation concluded anything, but it it's one of those investigations where it's like stuff. It's clear stuff was going to get found. Yeah. He said time to bow out ungracefully. Yes. Ungracefully. Unlike <laughs> un, unlike our host. Yeah. And what's interesting is that he's taking 14 days to leave, which previous New York governor, David Patterson, who became governor because of something somewhat similar in that he succeeded a governor who was also in trouble with um, sex crimes of some ilk. He's questioning why is it taking Cuomo 14 days? He rose to governorship in five days, but that was like five days that he also agreed upon. So people are pointing out it's kind of weird that Lieutenant Governor Kathy Hutchell has to wait these two weeks for what? Um, And this will be New York's first woman governor. Oh, wow. Historical. That's kind of cool. Is she like good? Um, I mean, no, I don't know. I'm (laughs) sure she is. Exactly. And in New York politics, it's it's kind of hard to say. Yeah. But Patterson, who's like a known dem, also made a point to say he doesn't trust Cuomo. Yeah, which is funny. It's just funny to see so many people take a dump on this guy. Well, especially because not even 
just this investigation, but the whole thing that Cuomo has been praised for for a long time was handling COVID really well. And now it's all coming out that he was lying about the numbers in nursing homes. Oh, yeah. Well, and that was I mean, that surfaced a while, but I think. Yeah, I think it's a really great thing people can point to where it's like it's not just because I think a lot of people like to just stop on these sort of crazy or what I want to say witch hunts. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah, they make it into like an allegation game. Yeah. And so it's like it's not it's not just that. I mean, all these things are super bad and they should be evaluated even individually as heinous things. But it's like he's obviously a terrible governor and a terrible human. And so it's Mm -hmm. just like no one's winning from this. Just get the hell out of here, dude. (laughs) Yeah. Just get out before you before they find more things, because listen, Cuomo, you know, there's more. You know, there's more at all. So you might as well get out while they've only found a couple things and you can live life in pretty much obscurity in like 10 years. Yeah. Enjoy Martha's Vineyard. Yeah. Because it's only a matter of time before they're going to try to take that away from you. Exactly. Grace, you have to tell me all this Broadway gossip, baby. So here's what's happening in Broadway this week. Number one, Scott Rudin famous for having a very toxic workplace in Hollywood, had been producing a revival of West Side Story on Broadway. It just announced that it is not coming back to Broadway because Scott Rudin had said he was stepping away from a lot of uh, his projects in light of being called a dick. So West Side Story is closing. And the funnest thing about this is that they did not tell the entire cast before they announced it. That's interesting. That's really interesting because... A lot of times you would just replace him, him, even if it was like his production company. Right. Well, and especially because West Side Story on Broadway will be a big moneymaker when Broadway reopens a because it's West Side Story. Everyone loves West Side Story. But B, the new West Side Story movie is going to come out. That's exactly. So people are going to want to go see the show. Yeah, it would be a big moneymaker. So that's happening next up. There is going to be a revival of Funny Girl. We all knew it was coming eventually. And Beanie Feldstein just got announced as Fanny Bryce, which is fun because A, it's a win for like bigger actresses that you can get a role that isn't about your weight. Yes. Thank you to that. Number two, everyone's a little worried that Beanie Feldstein doesn't quite have the voice for it, to which I say vocal coaches are everywhere. She'll fucking figure it out. Yeah. Whatever. She has enough time and money. It'll it'll sort itself out. The funniest thing about this is Leah Michelle of Glee fame famously like has a big nose. She's talked about how she was inspired by Barbara Streisand as a childhood, um, as a child throughout her childhood. And even in Glee, there's a plot line where she's in a revival of Funny Girl. I mean, I think Leah Michelle's career trajectory was heading towards being in the revival of Funny Girl. And then it all comes out that she's super mean to everyone at Glee and everyone on Broadway, even when she was a 16-year-old in Spring Awakening. So now Leah Michelle is not in the revival of Funny Girl and Beanie Feldstein is. Of course, Leah Michelle's not going to comment on this because why would you? 
Yeah. But everyone is making fun of her about it. And Beanie Feldstein is barely even commenting on getting the job. Can you give me like a one sentence plot line for funny girl? No. <laughs> I mean, I is it like it. is it like Pygmalion? No, that's um my fair lady. Oh, funny girl is basically like Fanny Bryce gets famous, but she's not like traditionally pretty and she just gets okay. famous and she's kind of funny. I've only seen it once. Yeah. OK. OK. I I was just like, I just kept thinking like this is uh, a Pygmalion plot line thing. But yeah, you're thinking of My Fair Lady. That's what I'm but definitely funny. Girl, of. famous songs are Don't Rain on My Parade. Oh, that's a good song. People. That's a popular one. OK, not not that uh, I'm uh, a Leah Michelle apologist. No yeah. way, man. But does Beanie Feldstein, does she like, does she sing? Did she like publicly sing ever before this? Because it's a musical, right? It is a musical. And it's a hard musical for a singer, obviously, if Barbara Streisand played the role. But she's obviously trying to get into the musical space. She's also in a new movie adaptation of Merrily We Roll Along, which is a Sondheim show. And the part she's playing isn't necessarily like a hard singing part. There's a lot of like patter, talking, singing, like yeah. she could sing that part. But it's a movie that's going, that's being filmed over the course of like 10 years or something. Oh, it's one of wow. those bullshits. Yeah. Because Merrily We Roll Along is about like composers writing a musical, I think. Correct me if I'm wrong. Actually, don't correct me if I'm wrong. I don't care. <laughs> so my suspicion is that Beanie Feldstein is trying to make the transition into musical actress. Yeah. So I'm guessing that she's got a team that only money could buy that will get her. Yeah. Yeah. I believe up that. to singing. I'm excited to see her in the new American crime story. I know they just dropped a trailer. I know it looks good. I think she'll be great. And then the last part of this is the funniest. So it was just announced yesterday that Laura Osnes got kicked out of being in a show because she was unvaccinated. Yeah. So Background on Laura Osnes, because I assume you don't know who she is. No way. Laura Osnes is a big Broadway star. She rose to fame from being on a reality TV show that found the leads of the revival of Greece. And it was called Greece. You're the one that I want. Then Laura Osnes went on to be in a number of shows like the Frank Wildhorn, Bonnie and Clyde. That's just a deep cut for some musical theater fans out there. <laughs> and. Most most recently, famously, the revival of Rodgers and Hammerstein's Cinderella. Now, as time has gone on, she has been more and more outwardly Republican. Oh. And she's been like a Christian. And she's often kind of judged for it because she's really a popular musical theater star. But a lot of musical theater people are like, well, you can't really be a Republican and and vote for Trump and be cool with all of us. You understand yeah. that, right? So she's kind of got this reputation about her now of like, oh, she's conservative and we don't like her. But she's still got this like fame that she keeps getting hired for stuff. So she was hired for a concert. She's in the institution. Yeah. She was hired for a concert production of Crazy for You that was going to be in the Hamptons. And the theater requires staff and performers to be vaccinated. And this is from page six, so take it with a grain of salt. But apparently when production asked Laura Osnes if she had been like if she had been vaccinated, she said vaguely. What? And then 
That's you coast- can't be vaguely vaccinated. What does that mean? She was like around someone with COVID and then she thought she had the antibodies in her system. I'm guessing it was something like that. And so then Tony Yazbek, who was her co-star, who was supposed to be like her love interest. And who knows if they would have staged a kiss or whatever, but it stands to reason they would be close to each other on stage. Tony Yazbek was like, um, can you elaborate on that? Because I have two kids at home. So are you vaccinated? Good for him. Yeah. And then she was like, no, I don't really trust the vaccination. And then immediately they fired her and replaced her with Sierra Bogus, who is a noted Millican University alum. So good for Sierra Bogus. Go Big Blue. (laughs) Bridget, you have to tell me about goodbye. Jamie Spears, baby. Yeah, baby. Um, There's not a lot to say that we haven't already said about. Exactly. But I did think that we wouldn't be doing our job if we didn't talk about it because he is a known creep. And this is a big, big win. Um, Jamie is stepping down from Britney's conservatorship. And he's trying to say it's that it's not in the best interest of Britney for him to necessarily step down, uh, nor does he think he was doing a terrible job. But he's stepping down because he feels like he's being attacked And I think referring to like, you know, death threats from people and publicly just being shamed. But what's really funny is I think what happened is that Britney's lawyers obviously came to him and said, look, pal, this is what we're bringing up in court. We're going to bring up all, you know, this event, um, Mm -hmm. this situation. And all of this is going to be revealed to the public or you bow out or you step down. That's what I think happened. Yeah, I think that he knows that it's only downhill from here. Yeah. Like, even if he truly does believe he's doing a good thing, and if he truly thinks that he hasn't done anything wrong, he knows there's nothing good that can come of staying in this position right now. Well, and I was also thinking, I bet, I bet, honestly, it's his lawyers. So, like, oh, yeah. When the lawyers saw what was bringing up against him, they were like, Dude, unless you have indisputable proof that this is not true, we can't keep representing you. Like, I feel like the lawyers, like, I'm sure if it were up to Jamie Spears alone, he would still try to fight this out because he's like a hillbilly white man who probably thinks his daughter's money is somehow entitled to him. And so I think his lawyers were probably like, dude, this is kind of very bad and and it's not yeah. easy to fight when they have whatever the evidence is. yeah like his lawyers are like honestly we don't want to spend the time fighting yeah. this just walk away dude it's not worth your time or ours that's really what i think probably happened. and you know what hey good ends positively for all of us and also you know not for nothing does he think stepping down is going to stop people from bullying him he's going to be bullied till the day he dies and then on the day he dies there will be a party oh and we didn't mention this, but uh, Jamie Lynn and Brittany, did you notice we had talked about the social media stuff a while back yes. when it first started happening? But I read a really great article about how they were passively, publicly on social media attacking each other. And the latest thing, like basically, Jamie Lynn would be like, you know, you should pray about the people you care for or something. And then Brittany posts some like fuck off with your prayers. Not that exactly, but that kind yeah. of idea. 
And the last one that Jamie Lynn posted was her crying on her stories and her three-year-old daughter saying like, it's going to be okay, mama. And it's like the saddest, weirdest post of all time. Oh, yeah. I saw it because it was like a black screen. Yeah. And just the sound of like a child being like, you're going to be okay, mama. Why would you post that? Flair for the dramatic baby. <laughs> it's it's making her stock go way down. I know Not that it had much farther down to go. If Jamie Lynn Spears isn't careful, she's actually going to have to do a reboot of Zoe 101. Yeah, that's what I to was get thinking. the public back on her side. Exactly. And to get a paycheck to pay for that Louisiana property she has. Exactly. Grace, you have to tell me Chloe Bennett, a.k.a. Blossom drops out of the CW Powerpuff Girls reboot. Mm-hmm. This just got announced yesterday. Chloe Bennett, who was set to play Blossom and filmed the pilot and everything, dropped out of the CW Powerpuff Girls show. It was supposed to originally premiere this fall. But as we talked about on the pod, after the pilot was finished, everyone was like, oh, this is bad. We need to do it again. We need to start over. So they are starting over. Right now, I think everyone else still wants to do it. As far as the public can tell, they all liked being on the show, specifically the main three, Chloe Bennett and the other two. Dove. Dove Cameron and Yana Picoult. Yeah. Something like that. Sorry if I got that name wrong. The official story is that Chloe Bennett had scheduling conflicts that were already in existence that wouldn't permit her to like film another pilot and then film a show whenever they figure it out, which I believe she's kind of up and coming in a way. So I kind of believe she's got other stuff going on. But my first thought when I read this news, because my brain is broken, was like, oh, good. Finally, I can step in. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I do wonder. I still think it's sus that she's dropping out. Not I mean, that happens all the time, but it has to be particularly frustrating when they say we have to reshoot this. And you're like, I already gave you my A game. Yeah. It's not my fault. The script wasn't ready or whatever. Yeah. I do wonder because it's I mean, it's very possible that she's like, I'm going to jump off this ship. Yeah, I I feel like it seems really bizarre. Even though I will say in the script, Blossom was the most grounded of all of them. Oh, yeah, that's right. Like, how often do you think they refilm a pilot? Like, never. I think it happens more often than we think, but this one just happens to have more eyes on it. Oh, that's that, this one definitely has a lot of eyes. On and I do think I think that any scheduling conflict honestly could be worked around. I mean, she's not Meryl Streep. Let's say that. Like, I know even if she is kind of up and coming and does have other projects. Yeah. Like, it's not like there's no project that could be pushed or that she could move around. And this is kind of a high profile project. So wouldn't you want to be involved in this, even if it is kind of cringy? Well, and I was going to say, too, you would know that going into it. Like, yeah, that, oh, I'm going to have to make time for this if I take this project like you sign contracts and stuff. But I mean, I guess all of that kind of got wonky with COVID. Yeah, their contracts were all like for the time, assuming that it would be filmed in them premiere in the fall. Yeah. And so right now everyone else is in like talks to stay. Um, but apparently, you know, whatever, uh, the Hollywood reporter says that everyone else wants to. 
But, you know, you never know. Yeah, it's always a public. I mean, if it's from the Hollywood Reporter, it's like, okay, this is what the publicists are saying. Exactly. But like, it seems like most of them want to stay. I mean, what else is Dove Cameron going to do? Well, she's getting hot, though. Oh, she's famous. But I think this is something Dove Cameron would like to do. And Dove Cameron's famous enough that she can be like, your project's going to wait six months until I'm done with my Powerpuff Girls show. That's hilarious. (laughs) I love Dove Cameron. Yes, she's great. Yeah, Chloe Bennett has no upcoming projects listed on IMDb. Obviously, that's not like the most exhaustive search in the world, but it's just <laughs> something interesting. Just a note. Just an interesting note. To Everyone just take a note of that. Okay, Bridget, you have to tell me about Prince Andrew being sued. Okay, so this is another topic we've talked about before on the show. Prince Andrew has boys with Epstein. He's been previously called out by at least one of the victims that he that she was victimized by the prince. Um, and now Virginia, is it Jeffrey? That sounds right. It's the way it's uh, yeah, it's G-I-U-F-F-R-E. She is now suing the prince for his assault from when she once she was a minor. But what is super cool, I guess, I don't know if that's the right word about this, is that it's really unprecedented for a person of monarchy to have a civil case like this brought against them. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of really exciting in terms of who has the power here. Yeah. It's also didn't they announce that he's like stepping back from uh, from public royal life or something that was so when the allegations first resurfaced and he did that TV interview that went (laughs) terribly about how he doesn't sweat because of the time he spent going to war, which I think we talked about. Yeah. You mean sitting somewhere? Yeah. Sitting in a room, (laughs) sitting in a fun outfit. And saying, uh, sure, yes, sounds great. Um, <laughs> since that public appearance, I think that's when the monarchy was like, or the firm, as we all know it's called, <laughs> um, said, Hey dude, you gotta you gotta cool it. We gotta we gotta reel you yeah. in. Prince Charles was quoted, this came out on People, August 12th, that Prince Charles is basically like this is probably an unsolvable, unsolvable problem for a royal to Which have. is hilarious because it shouldn't be. <laughs> it really yeah. shouldn't be. Um, and and fortunate for him, it, this is a civil case. So mm-hmm. it's likely that there will be or I mean, there's a lot of different outcomes that can happen. But one of the major things is that he really can't ignore this case because one It kind of if he were to ignore this civil case, it would undermine the American justice system, which that's good. That would be a thing. Right. Mm -hmm. And it would also automatically default against him. Yeah. Um, So he has to respond to this in some sort of way. And given that Jeffrey's lawyer is making the case, I really have to believe that there is a really good case here. It's mm-hmm. not going to be something because I don't think you would serve papers to someone well, yeah. in a monarchy for fun or without 
having extreme substantiated truths here. Yeah, because Virginia doesn't want to keep bringing this up if it's just going to be like, yeah, you don't have anything. Yeah. Like, but if her and the lawyer are doing this, I think they've got I think they've got some evidence. And she does have a notably great lawyer. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. And it's fucking awesome because you know what? We shouldn't even there should be no monarchies. (laughs) Yeah, they're antiquated and a a form of slavery. So burn the whole thing down. Exactly. Grace, you have to tell me celebrities aren't showering. This has been big news for like the past week. I remember seeing this kind of started after we recorded last week and I was like, oh, no, we missed it. Maybe we'll see. And it seems like it's persisted so we can talk about it. So this all really started when Ashton Kutcher and Myla Kunis, I think, were the first that they were like, yeah, we don't really shower. Yeah. And everyone's like, OK, ew. And then Jake Gyllenhaal was like, yeah, I don't really shower. And everyone's like, now, why are you telling us this? And then The Rock was like, actually, I shower three times a day. So that's uh, cool. And everyone's like, OK. And then uh, Kristen Bell and Dax Shepard were like, we don't shower. We share shower water. <laughs> yeah. And so it's all this like this thing of a bunch of celebrities don't shower. And then Dumois, famous Instagram gossip. I don't want to say reporter, but person was like publishing things where everyone's like, yeah, there's a lot of celebs people know don't shower. This is like common talk in the wardrobe world, whatever. Some more options like Lily Reinhart, other people who smartly haven't come forward, but we know they don't shower. This is kind of a goofy story because, number one, I shower every day, but it's perfectly normal to, like, not shower every day. And I've met plenty of people who don't shower that much. And while it's weird, like, to me, it's not totally abnormal. I don't shower on the weekends. Sure. And it's interesting to me that this is picking up this much steam because it's stupid. But so now there's I don't want to say a conspiracy theory, but a little bit of a conspiracy theory afoot that... This is all like media perpetuated propaganda to stop people from showering because California is going to be in a water shortage and kind of already is. Yeah, we're in a severe drought here in California. We always are, baby. We always are, except for that one year, 2017, when it rained so much. Oh, I don't know. And I then we remember. were out of the drought. We were out of the drought for a bit. And then. Oh, that, oh yes, I remember. Droughts come and go. They come and go. Very often here. But anyway, so that's kind of a little conspiracy theory. Obviously, so my opinion on it is like, uh, okay, sure. Do you buy it? Not really. I mean, well, first of all, I don't buy that if it is the celebrities are in on it. Obviously, if it's something, it's because the media is perpetuating it. But I also think, I think the reason this, keeps getting talked about is because as soon as Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher talked about it, that was a question that interviewers started asking during interviews. So now more and more people are giving comments on it. So I think the snowball of it is not necessarily attributed to the media in the same way, but also the media is very good at doing things covertly and making it seem like an accident. Yes. So maybe I'm just a sheep and falling for their wily little tricks. Yes, it it has been proven and shown in the past that the press have worked in the interests of either power or money 
in trying to talk about certain talking points. This goes back to being blacklisted in Hollywood for being a communist. Mm-hmm. But and before then, even those were the days. Those were the days, baby. But I I kind of believe it just because I don't think it's that interesting. I think a lot of in fact, a lot of what you're seeing people who are writing about this or commenting on it as um, more spectators rather than these dumb reporters are like, who cares? Yeah. Why should we care? And so I think that even leans into more of like, yeah, so this is definitely because of the drought. Like in my head, I'm like this. No one has any interest in this. It's just like, yeah, people in the media. So it does seem like it is a load. Like there would be a reason to keep bringing it up. Yeah, I think the media is the one perpetuating it. I think celebrities are just too stupid to realize that that's what they're perpetuating. And celebrities just want to talk about themselves. Well, yeah. And I think they have someone like a publicist who's like, yeah, so they're going to ask you about this. Just tell them what you told me the other day. You only shower twice a week. Just that that's they're going to ask well, you. About and it. especially just talk about it. actors are busy. I wouldn't shower every day if I was on set all day. They're doing my hair. Also, not to get on my no shampoo high horse, but I famously don't shampoo because it's better for curly hair to retain curls. Yeah, I only wash once a week because I have fine hair and shampoo messes up fine hair pretty easily. It's all very normal. Bathing habits are whatever. Bathe as much as you want. Celebrities, who cares what they're doing? The money they save on their water bill, they are welcome to Venmo me. And you know what? The drought would really benefit from the farmers, maybe um, figuring out irrigation and maybe not growing crops where it's not conducive for the environment. So I think we really need to focus on fixing our water systems before asking everyday people to stop bathing. Yeah, (laughs) just a just a little just a thought there. Okay, Bridget, you have to tell me soon you won't have to choose between Mountain Dew and booze. Oh, yeah, baby. This is like every, I imagine, gamer's wet dream right here. Oh, yeah. So Pepsi is working with Boston Beer, which is basically Sam Adams, to create an alcoholic version of this pop or soda or what do you what do you call it? Soda. So you say, so you say soda. I say yeah. soda because of waitressing. But when I say that in Iowa, people are like, "Soda? Where are you from?" Pop just sounds so old-fashioned, goofy to me. I don't have any proof of this, but when someone says pop, I'm like, mm, "You're racist." <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. How my brain works. So, in case you're anticipating this, should be available sometime in 2022. And they're calling it hard Mountain Dew. It tracks that after the, you know, renaissance of hard seltzers, that the next thing we're going to see is hard soda. Yeah. Yeah. That it makes sense to me. I mean, there's already been versions of this. Like they have the alcoholic root beer and alcoholic cream soda. I can't call me when they're making hard Sprite. I'll tell you that. Just kidding. I don't want to do that because this is how they get you. Oh, yeah. This what is, is the problem with me just mixing Mountain Dew and tequila? Well, that was the I think the original the whole origin of Mountain Dew was specifically to be a mixer for alcoholic. Beverages. Yeah. Redneck margaritas. Famous. Yeah. So yeah. it's kind of like if anything, Mountain Dew 
becoming an alcoholic beverage is like this is its destiny. I mean, this is the perfect brand move for Mountain Dew. It's going to sell like hotcakes. Like this is an incredible move. And is it going to I also want to know, is it going to be like for loco? Like, is it going to be caffeinated? Oh, my God. We're really going to enter a four local renaissance, aren't we? Yeah, we are. We're calling it Hard Mountain Dew. Of course. Of course we are. This is how the world goes. It's we, four local rebranding. We all I mean, I went through my four loco phase. Who didn't? I was of the age when it was appropriate. <laughs> and the last thing we need is four loco. But I do think it's a fun thing to have. So I appreciate that everyone's going to have it. I the last time I had a Mountain Dew, I threw up, so I probably won't drink it. I'm excited. I will try it. I will absolutely try it, but I don't think I'll buy a 12 pack. I think no. I'll wait until someone I know buys it. I'm like, oh, can yeah. I have one of those? We'll have to My have pack. A, we'll have to have a tasting party. <laughs> Grace, you have to tell me that rumor has it Jennifer Aniston and David Schwimmer are dating, but he denied it. So rumors were swirling. That Jennifer Aniston and David Schwimmer were dating. This kind of started after the Friends reunion, because during the Friends reunion, they both admitted to having crushes on each other during famously the run of the TV show. But they always had boyfriends or girlfriends and timing never worked out. Two ships passing in the night. I think I saw someone say that. Yeah, I think David Schwimmer said that. Uh. <laughs> and so, of course, because. Everyone's only seen one TV show. They're like, oh, my God, Ross and Rachel, they could be together and add on to this, that everyone is always so obsessed with who Jennifer Aniston is dating after she was famously oh, dumped by Brad yeah. Pitt. Even though Jennifer Aniston has moved on with her life and has had a lot of success. Everyone's like, but who are you dating, queen? And already married in between. She's like, it's just it kind of sucks to be Jennifer Aniston because people keep saying she's either with. David Schwimmer, Brad Pitt, or John Mayer. And it's like, she's like, I'm let, not with any of them. Yeah. Let her live her life. If someone brought up my exes every time they brought me up, I would be humiliated and like sick about that. Like, exes yeah. suck, man. And it's one thing not to be shallow, but I'm going to be shallow. If I was Jennifer Aniston, the Brad Pitt rumors, fine. He's hot. I'm hot. He's We're hot. same level. Yeah. John Mayer rumors. Fine. He's hot in a different way. I'm hot. Same level. David Schwimmer. Now that's just me. <laughs> She's way hotter than him. Now you're trolling her. Yeah, that's now that's mean. That's actually mean. <laughs> so there was rumors that they were hanging out. Some source, which a source could be anyone. So it really is nothing was like, oh, yeah, they hung out in L.A. And David oh. Schwimmer was like, no, we're not dating, but thanks. I bet it's David Schwimmer's publicist. I bet his popularity rose in that reunion. Yeah. Specifically tied to Jeffrey Aniston. So his totally. publicist is like, we got to milk this. We, yeah. We got to notice how Jennifer hot. Aniston hasn't commented on it. She doesn't need to dignify this with a response. She doesn't. She's like, I'm obviously not dating David Schwimmer. And she's she's probably also like, you need to tell people we're not dating because yeah. I'm not going to do it, but it's getting a little much. Yeah. She's like, please don't make people think that I would go from John Mayer and Brad Pitt to you. <laughs> please. I'm sure she's nicer about it, but. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of like, oh, honey. <laughs> like, mm. That's not happening. 
Okay, let's go to Biden Bites. So our next segment, as always, is called Biden Bites. And in Biden Bites, we bully Biden for doing, you know, his normal nonsense. So, Bridget, you brought some stuff in this week. What's up with Biden? Yeah, it's an interesting week. The infrastructure plan finally passed, which my, in- my initial read of the bill is that it's really watered down. Did you hear yeah. that, too? Yeah. So we'll probably be bitching about that for the next four years. So I don't really want to go too much into that because the IPCC, which is the Intergovernmental Panel of Climate Change, released a report this past week that basically is like, we are super fucked. (laughs) Yeah, which it's all kind of the news we've already known. Yes. Just distilled in a widely distributed report. Obviously, I know a number of climate organizers who are like, yeah, like there's no real news here. Like, yeah, I know you're all feeling hopeless, but this is how it's been for a while. So just volunteer with a climate organization. Yeah. And I love the awareness that it's causing because it really is causing people to put it more into the mainstream. I know it's something that progressives and environmentalists have known for a while and have been sitting on and keep keeps getting brought up time and time again. But I think this report is also forcing more mainstream media to be like, oh, yeah, maybe we should talk about this or do something about it. Yeah. And here's the thing. This past week, Biden called Gretchen Whitmer Jennifer. Okay, and we could troll him for that. And here's the thing, Biden. I won't troll you for your Alzheimer's. If you just really fucking do something about climate change, that's the thing that is so I mean, this is the plus of Joe Biden for Democrats, too, is that he's old and he does little gaffes like that once a week. So it's really easy to make that kind of the news so that they're like, oh, if we get him to use the wrong name for someone, they're going to shut up about the student loans. They're going to forget. So everyone remember that just because he's old, And sometimes a little silly doesn't mean he's not doing irreparable damage. Yes. (laughs) By and again, he's he's the figurehead of one thing. I know he's not like able to do everything. But the fact of the matter is he is the president and he has a lot more power than he's letting himself have. And he's choosing instead of trying something and failing to kind of just sit around and do nothing and bide time. And that's by design. And that's no less harmful than what Trump was doing. Yes. And here's the thing. Before he tried to say Biden doesn't have the power to do shit. It's like he he was in a he was a vice president of two terms where the president had no problem using executive order for drones for killing Mm -hmm. civilians. And I'm talking about Obama. Yeah. Biden has power. He knows he has power. And, you know, yeah, he knows. That's the thing is not only does he have power, he knows he does. He knows exactly how to use it. So him not using it and claiming that he can't, it's just a way out of taking responsibility. And right now that responsibility means you have to go against your PAC money and tell these lobbyists to shut the fuck up because our future generations are literally at stake Mm -hmm. and not just of humans of the whole planet, the whole literal planet. So how about 
we start taking care of that before we start um, pretending like Jennifer's a thing. (laughs) I know it's a distraction. He knows what he's doing. Oh, what? This isn't the bathroom. Come on. (laughs) Cancel my loans. Cancel my loans. Raise the federal minimum wage, Joe. You're not funny. Start setting limits on these factories and industries and corporations. Everyone's like, tee hee 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 hee, Grandpa Joe. Nope. No. Not my grandpa. Not my grandpa. So that's this week's Biden Bites. (laughs) This week's main topic is one that is very controversial. Is it? (laughs) Because because everyone has a different opinion on what meets this criteria. And we've even talked about it in passing on this show. Yes. Um, And that is the celebrity rankings of A-list, B-list, C-list, and in Kathy Griffith's case, D-list. Yeah. My life on the (laughs) D-list. Which made her an A-list. Yeah. You got to love that for her. That is marketing. So this is a famous, I mean, this is a famous ranking system. It's been around for a long time. Famous enough that Kim Kardashian made a mobile phone game where you basically climb the ranks up to A-list. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know if you ever played it. It's called Kim K Hollywood. I played it for a while. I was A-list. Oh, that's what I've heard of it. I didn't realize that was the point of it. Oh, yeah. You just like go to do appearances and you move on up. Like the more appearances you do, you move up. But of course, the more famous you get, the more appearances you have to do to keep your ranking. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. So like when you're on the C-list, you can like play it like once or twice a day. Once you're on the A-list, you need to be on it like every 20 minutes or you're fallen. That's terrible. That sounds like a very that's it's wild because, you know, she doesn't play that game. Yeah. So like the person who's obsessed with that game, I can't imagine. Were you obsessed? I was absolutely. I made it up to the A list. I had a meteoric rise to fame and then I fell and I got married. And then and when and by the way, when I was a list, I married a C lister. So I'm not without benevolence. Oh, and then wow. he divorced me when I fell to C list. Oh, wow. I was so mad. I was so mad. I mean, I can't blame him. <laughs> I know but it's such, that is like a game that was marketed to high schoolers where you can get divorced. I love yes, it. Love it. Powerful. What a great way to learn about alimony. <laughs> I know. Sorry. I'm just like picturing like now I can't buy that jumpsuit. I want Like We're really educating our youth. (laughs) They got to learn somehow. Yeah. Financial. I mean, I'm sure you learn more about money than you're going to learn from high school. The public school system. Yeah. And it turns out money is like one of the most important things in our society. Exactly. So they keep us in poverty. Um, (laughs) Anyway, let's talk about what makes someone a list because here's my argument. Yes, let's hear it. Obviously, A, B, C, D list. It It's meant to be like a ranking from most famous to least famous. But I think there's more to being A list than just being a household name, because I would say a lot of B listers are also household names. I think in order to be an A lister, you have to have a certain charisma about you. A big thing that people point out, because every year, multiple, you always see it published in the media somewhere. Forbes has a list, Insider Business has a list. People create these lists. And the biggest thing that comes up is it's not just the amount of fame, but also how much money they're making. Mm -hmm. So like money is a huge part of this, once again. Yeah, money is a huge part of everything. (laughs) 
So kind of what makes you A-list? Yes, it's notoriety, but also how much money are you making? Like, in, And which goes in with money is influence of like, what kind of influence do you have over other people? Kim Kardashian is an obvious example. Yes. That not only is she famous and rich, but she like influences trends pretty consistently. Yes, yes. She's definitely a person who's making money and influencing. And so... She's also creating more money opportunities through this influencing. Yeah, exactly. So she has a lot of bankability. So I think that's also a huge part of being A-list. How much money are you making, not just for yourself, but for other people? Mm -hmm. And as, I don't know, as celebrity culture gets more and more entrenched entrenched in our everyday lives, how many industries do you have your toe in? that you can influence. I mean, there's a reason that like athletes and sportscasters go on to like do comedic commercials and then do like funny cameos like Shaquille O'Neal is a great example Mm -hmm. of he does a bunch of funny cameos and stuff. It keeps his brand of like lovable, goofy, tall guy. Yeah, that's I feel like that's where you want to be when you're a retired athlete, because the biggest thing The biggest issue with retired athletes is they're making all this money. So then they live a certain lifestyle. Then they stop making that money, but they keep living the same lifestyle. And a lot of times there isn't like a plan B for these guys because they spent their whole life trying to be the best at whatever sport and, and women, I guess I said, guys, like it's just gender, but it's any gender. If you're an athlete, you're working your whole life to be the best. And so there is not a clear streamline of retirement. Now you get gigs. You kind of have to work. You still have to work for those gigs. Yeah. Like Shaquille O'Neal. And so like, that's why you also see him doing like, what was that insurance? The general, like, yeah, the general, I, I do not think the general is real insurance. Maybe it is. Maybe you're on it. And I don't want to insult anyone. I'm not. But based on the commercials alone, I'm pretty sure it's just a cartoon. Well, and there's something very suspicious about the fact that the general had enough money to book Shaquille O'Neal. Yes. He cannot be a cheap booking. I don't think he's, he's- not Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Subtle Kareem Abdul-Jabbar dig. Nothing against him, but he does a lot of cameos. Um, I don't think he's cheap. But I think he says yes to a lot, which also kind of brings down his brand a little bit. But being that he was still one of the one of the best basketball players of his time, he's going to have longevity with his brand. So mm-hmm. it's kind of weird. That's why a lot of these athletes end up doing like dick pills. It's like, oh, honey. But then it's they need like, to make money. You got to make money. You got to keep. They'll pay for that golf course fee. <laughs> like the public can tell when an athlete is doing a job that they agreed to, or one that they said, I need a paycheck this month. Yeah. And when you're doing the jobs that just need a paycheck, you're you've taken yourself off the A-list. Well, I would say that's true for industry people. Maybe. Maybe I'm just but smarter than the say, average person. Yes. And I I don't even think it's smart. I just think the average person wouldn't think, you know, the average person. Yeah. Wouldn't be like, oh, he's doing this commercial because he needs money. They'd be like, he's on my TV. Yeah. Like there isn't really a second thought. Whereas like people in the industry, we're always like, how are you making money? How how do you move forward? How do you stay relevant? Like those are we're thinking about it. Yeah. From the sense of a more 
strategy, I guess. And I'm sure the average person, there's some people in the average person verse that does think about that. But I think the majority of Americans are, and I'm saying this like majority of Americans at one point in time voted for Trump. So the majority of Americans, I think it is like, oh, guy on my TV selling me something. I recognize him. (laughs) Great. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I know that guy. I will buy gold bond. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I should also mention what's funny is a lot of people point to or not a lot of people, but there is like this Almer scale. Um, So in 1998, this entertainment journalist, which sounds hilarious to me, those two words Mm -hmm. together, James Almer basically created his own list. I don't know if anyone actually uses this list, but it's called the hot list. Okay. And he publishes it every year, basically ranking celebrities. It's like top 1400 people and ranks them by what their bankability was that year, which is interesting because I imagine someone in the industry, probably producers do use that list. But I think probably with social media, something like that is less necessary because you're seeing like the movement in real time of who is popular. Yeah. From the audiences you're selling to. Yeah. I, these sort of lists or this, like this guy's list specifically, I'm like, it already feels dated. I'm sure in 1998. Oh yeah. When he came up with it, that was great. But now because everybody has so much access to the internet and can, you know, you can look at SEO. Like SEO yeah. is probably going to tell you a lot more than some guy who thinks he's the expert, you know, like anyone can make this list at this point in time, if that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. What is your personal A-list criteria? Like, is there a checklist that you have? I think for someone to be A-list, they have to be a household name. Like if you go up to anyone, they've heard of them, like Angelina Jolie. Yeah. Like no one is like, oh, who is that? Yeah. But I also think there has to be this kind of charisma, aspirational quality and like an implied longevity. I think that, you know, someone like Viola Davis is a list because not only is she someone everyone knows, there's like this understanding that she's going to be famous for a long time. She's not going anywhere. Yeah. Whereas someone like trying to think of a good example. Some mm, I might get flack for saying this. Someone like Sarah Paulson, it feels like mm, she's here, but, you know, we don't know what's coming from her. Billy Eichner, another one that it's like he's here right now, but in like 10 years, is he going to be famous? I don't know. See, Billy Eichner, I wouldn't say he's a list. I feel like my oh, yeah. mom would be like, who's that? But I Sarah think Billy Paulson, Eichner's like B list because of that. Yeah, I think Sarah Paulson's close, close to a list. Yeah, I think she just she's has this like money. She's, yeah. In, I mean, she's in shit. She's getting that's booked. the thing is like working a lot doesn't requ- doesn't guarantee anything and not working at all doesn't guarantee anything either. Yeah. And also there's people who like they were in one thing and that's all they needed to be in. Like David Schwimmer and friends. He doesn't need to do anything again. Yeah. And friends was groundbreaking in terms of the contracts that they worked out like that show a lot of times is seen as like the last show that people made that kind of money because syndication has changed a lot since friends Mm -hmm. 
with the advent of streaming. Yeah. But I think I think there is a certain like longevity that has to be implied with an A-lister because like even someone like Idris Elba, who I think is really famous, I think is kind of a B-lister because of that, because he just doesn't have that whatever je ne sais quoi. Whereas like Beyonce does have that je ne sais quoi. Well, the Idris Elba, I think, excuse me, I think what also or helps is if you can cross over multiple markets. Sure. And kind of like we were saying with Shaquille O'Neal, like being a spokesperson for products and helping sell products. Idris Elba is an actor. Like, yeah. And I mean that in a great way where it's like, I think he really he's an artist. Yeah. Like he's a very famous actor. He's popular. He's good at his job. I think. I think he could make crazy amounts of money. Well, he might be close to A-list. I think he's really close, but I think he is really close. He could make more money than what he is making. But that's the like- thing. I think that because he's like he's just like a good actor. He's not he doesn't have that thing. And it's like someone you can be just an actor and do nothing else and be A-list. I think a perfect example of that is Anne Hathaway. Oh, yeah. I think she's A-list. And I think she like is not big on social media. She's not big on really anything but acting. But I think she's still A-list. I think what also helps too. I mean, in looking at the difference between Idris Elba and Anne Hathaway is that Anne Hathaway many times plays the protagonist Mm. and Idris Elba many times plays a character. He's more of a character actor. Yeah, that's a good read on it. I think a protagonist role helps people a lot. Yeah, because then you're you're seeing the movie because Anne Hathaway's in it. And like, yeah, Idris Elba's. I mean, I love I fucking love him. I love The Wire. I love. Oh, but you seen him in Cats. That'll turn you off. I could I couldn't do that to myself. (laughs) Yeah, don't watch Cats. (laughs) But um, there's not a lot of movies where I'm like, oh, it's Idris Elba is the main character. Like, I can't even think of anything off the top of my head other than like The Wire. But even The Wire was an ensemble. Yeah. So it's like most stuff that Idris Elba is in. You're just like, oh, and Idris Elba is in this. Yeah. Super great bonus. Like- exactly. I also think another thing about another criteria for A-list for me is there has to be like a perceived effortlessness because then it doesn't feel like they're climbing. Like oh. Will Smith is like, I don't have to do shit. I'm famous. Yeah. Whereas like someone like James Corden always feels like he's reaching for something else. So he'll never be A-list. There's like a there's like a thing where if someone is trying to be A-list, they can't be A-list because a true A-lister would know. Like Sandra Bullock doesn't like Sandra Bullock is A-list because she's effortless. She's got that like special thing and she's a household name. I think that is when you get to a certain like echelon, like it's not yeah. just completely conceived by that person. But yes, they have found a team that will work for them that will create that. Mm -hmm. mystique and make them look sort of untethered for them like that's when you made so much money you can afford the best publicist you can afford the best manager you can afford the best agent and the best lawyers and you've had the time to find them they've come to find you I mean yeah 
what is your A-list criteria? A large part of it is probably if my mom's heard of them. <laughs> like, yeah, like because she is the Midwestern woman to me. Yeah, that's a good barometer. So it's like and I don't think she's too old yet. Like she's she, there's a lot she's heard of because my mom, my mom famously in our household <laughs> likes to watch rewatch like the Waltons and was it dad knows father knows best like she rewatches all these like super old tv shows but i'm always surprised when we'll be talking about like celebrities or something and i'll mention a name and she's like oh yeah i've heard of them or saw them on ellen so it's like okay if this is reaching my mother like this is an a-list situation (laughs) Mm -hmm. i agree with that although my mom's pretty plugged in so she knows in some scenarios there's some scenarios she's not your mom definitely seems pretty pretty hip compared to mine. She she listens to this podcast, so you know she's plugged in with everything we talk about. Hell yeah. But that's why someone like Olivia Rodrigo, I think she's on her way to A-list, but she's, I mean, obviously she's just starting out. But she's really well known in like these coastal cities, but she might not be as popular in like the Midwest. It might not have that same reach. I do think she is really great. Her people have made some really great moves. And I was thinking about oh, yeah. this recently because of Addison Ray. Oh, yeah. She Addison Ray, wasn't she just involved with like a GOP rally or something? I didn't hear about that, but that sounds like Addison Ray. It was, it was something where I was like, oh, goodbye, Addison Ray. And it and then it was the stark contrast of, OK, if Addison Ray is doing that and Olivia Rodrigo, in my mind, is not the same, but they're like contemporary of being similar ages. Yeah, they're contemporary coming up at the same time and trying to vie with like original content, even though they both come from like as Henry comes from the TikTok world and Olivia comes from the Disney world. And it mm-hmm. the strength of the Disney world is Disney's not going to let Olivia, even if she wanted to, not that she ever would have any affiliation with anti-masking or the GOP, whereas Addison yeah. Ray coming up through TikTok, she can kind of do whatever and she can kind of accidentally do something. Yes, exactly. She can be involved in something that's a big donor to the GOP and not even know. Yeah, like she doesn't necessarily have the same resources or maybe even the same wits to do the that kind of research into what she's getting involved in like letting that Jimmy Fallon thing happen. It's like that would never happen to Olivia Rodrigo. <laughs> like mm-hmm. exactly like Disney would be all over that shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. OK, so we're going to play a game. This is going to be Celebrity Name Association, where basically I have the top 10 baby names of 2020 for male and female names. I know it's gender binary. I'm sorry. This is the Social Security website. What do you want me to do? <laughs> and I'm basically going to give us a name and we're going to see who the first celebrity we think of with that name is and see if they're A-list. So are we doing a one, two, three situation? Here's what I'll do. I'll read the name and you just tell me the first one that comes to mind, because since I've seen this list, you're a little biased. I already have something coming to mind. So let's say for the sake of this game, just say the first name that comes to mind. It doesn't have to be a celebrity but then if we so like if i feel nervous then, now like i'm not gonna come up with a celebrity's name 
well, it's okay. Like, just follow your train of thought. Because if, like, I brought up the name Emily and you couldn't think of us, and the first thing that came to mind is like Emily Blunt. Uh, yeah. Oh, well, there you go. That's a celebrity. If you can't come up with a celebrity name right away, you can say like whatever first comes to mind. Like, if I brought up like Moses and you said like, oh, Moses from the Bible, and then we can backtrack and try to think of a celebrity. Okay. You know what I mean? But Moses from the Bible is like, the ultimate as a list. <laughs> I know Moses is obviously not on this list, baby. <laughs> so I'll go back and forth between boys and girls. I think that'll be fun. So the first name, Liam. Oh, Liam Neeson. Wait. Yeah, that's yeah. what I had to. Would you say he's a list? I guess so. But out of longevity, I think he's earned it because he's been around for so long yeah. and he's a meme and he's because of taken yeah i was gonna say he had a franchise which is bankable so mm-hmm. he does have money behind it too all right next name olivia oh olivia rodrigo <laughs> i know because we just talked about her there's a number of olivia's yes that are famous right now olivia rodrigo olivia wilde olivia coleman olivia munn oh, olivia wilde's good i'm I don't want to make this Olivia mom thing, mom thing happen. Yeah. Well, I think this the thing about the name Olivia is depending on my mood or the recent piece of media I consumed, I could say any number of Olivia's. Yeah. And I think Olivia Rodrigo, we said, is close to A-list. Olivia Wilde, I think, is close to A-list, but I think she's kind of B-list right now. She's very close to A-list. So she's directing like a machine and she is in... Yeah. I mean, she is popping up everywhere. and she's dating Harry and Styles Harry Styles, which is like ultimate power couple right there. She's going to be a list. There's no question about that. OK, next name. Noah. Wait, uh, nope, nope. I can't think of a famous Noah off the top of my head. I know two famous Noah's. Are they? Noah Centineo. Yeah, I don't know. And Noah of the Ark. Oh, yeah. Ultimate A-list. Ultimate A-list. Yeah. These, these Noah Centineo guys. is like kind of a... Noah Centineo is into all the boys I've loved before. He's kind of like a oh, Gen yeah. Z celebrity. He was he was a really like cutie, wholesome boy. And now he's just been really stupid. So now everyone makes fun of him. He famously had a speech at... I don't remember what awards show. Where he basically said... And remember, it's not what you do, but what you do with the things you've done that you do or something. Oh, let me see if I can find the clip just for the fun of it. Before I go, I just want to say it matters not what you've done, but what you do with what you've done for others. Thank you. Ooh, that was brutal. So that's Noah Centineo. Um, okay, next name. Yeah. Emma. Oh, Emma Stone. Oh, I had Emma Roberts. Oh, but I would argue Emma Stone and Emma Roberts are both A-list. Yes. Well, Emma Roberts, I wouldn't argue she's A-list yet. I don't think she's full A-list. I don't think a lot of people. I think she's been around long enough that I would make the argument, but I see why you're making the argument. She's not. I mean, she's A-list for maybe my age, younger millennials, because because you didn't watch um, Unfabulous, did you? Unfabulous was the first show she ever did. And it was like a Nickelodeon teen show that came out when I was of the right age. So I think I just have been with Emma Roberts longer. Yeah. And I think that's true. It's kind of similar to the previous guy, Noah. I think there is 
again, she has, an age she has a great head start. She's working with some of the best people in fashion, right? Isn't she like a Dior or Chanel spokesperson? Something like that. Um, so she's on her way, but what was the last thing you saw her in that was not a Ryan um, Murphy production? Holidate, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I forgot that huge hit that people just won't <laughs> shut up Holiday about. was a Netflix original. It was fine. She knows what she's doing. Well, she has, she's had a baby. Yeah, she's had a baby. Also, I was going to say, she's probably... She's at a really great place where she has a lot of connections. She's been in the business her whole life. But now if she wants to take a break and like be a mom, I think she can definitely take her time and do that and still come back and there will be opportunities for her. Oh, yeah. She's going to come back and do like some Oscar bait movie about something. Yeah, if she gets an Aaron Brockovich type, not just because she's Julie Roberts niece, but if she gets into the Oscar world, then I think she becomes she's a full A-list. And she's, she's been close. Like, wasn't she in the coal miner? What was it called? Oh, it was like a scary movie that came out. But it got a lot of critical acclaim. So I'm saying she has, she has everything there to do it. She just has to put the pieces together. Yeah. And I think she will eventually. But, Emma but yeah, Emma Stone, I would say, is absolutely yeah. A-list. She's in. I mean, she's awesome. I love Emma Stone, <laughs> obviously. Okay. Next name. This one's a little tricky. Oliver. Oliver Twist. Um, yep, that's, that's the first one I thought that's of. That's the only one coming. I don't in. think there's a famous Oliver other than the famous Charles Dickens orphan. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, anyone who's Oliver and thinks they're famous, you got to overcome Oliver Twist. <laughs> yeah, that's a hard uphill battle. That's why guys named Oliver probably changed their name. Oh, like, I can't beat Oliver yeah, Twist. Yeah, like how many auditions do they go into? And someone's like, oh, like Oliver Twist. It's like, fuck <laughs> off. I love the name Oliver. I think that's a cute name. Yes. Next up, Ava. Ava Gardner. Oh, I thought Ava DuVernay. Oh, yeah, that's good, too. Both A-listers, I think. I think Ava DuVernay is an A-list. I think Ava Gardner is an A-list. Yeah. Or was an A-list. No, Ava Gardner, I think, still upholds. I don't think there's many people. I mean, except for... I think enough people have heard of her name. But I think if you showed, like, someone my age three picture like pictures of three different women and was like which one is Ava Gardner you'd be like I don't fucking I don't know I just but, but I've, I've heard, heard the name, name. Uh, that's a good point and I think I'm sure there are her estates still somehow making a lot of money off of her oh yeah oh yeah Ava DuVernay is a oh she's kind of taken a minute off she was really like heading uphill for a minute. And now we haven't heard from her in a second. I think it's because she's been kind of, I don't know. Didn't she do something problematic? That's what I was going to say. She's been, she hasn't been fully problematic. She's like a centrist. Oh yeah. She was kind of like, we shouldn't vote for Bernie or Warren. Biden's a good choice. Alyssa Milano-esque. And she, people dug up old tweets where she says she praises Weinstein. (laughs) Like, She's inconsistent too. Like she did made the movie 13th, which Mm -hmm. is a great film. It's a great documentary about how our system is basically set up for slavery. But then Mm -hmm. I think her theatrical stuff really falls short of having. Well, I think she's still in the place where she has to do 
she has to do big money makers like a wrinkle in time. But she did just do that TV show about the Central Park Five. So I think she's heading in that direction. But then her like praise of Biden kind of a lot of her praising of put a brakes on that stuff, I think, is confusing for people who have been a fan of her more progressive work, because it's like, how how can you make this but then say this like so I think it's difficult probably for her to work with anyone on either end of the spectrum because it's either you're going to have to sit and behave or you're going to have to answer to people who would favor your work, which are typically more progressive people. So it's, yeah, she's yeah. a bit problematic in that sense. She's in a tough yeah. spot. Next name, Elijah. Elijah Wood. Yeah. Elijah Wood. That's he's easy. from Iowa. He's cute. I like Elijah Wood. I think he just had a baby. He's just he? fun. Oh, I didn't know that. Good for him. <laughs> I think Elijah Wood is kind of B list, but he had an A list moment there, and I think he could do. Oh, it again. I think he's A list. He has that TV show right now, but he also started a production. Does he have company? a TV show right now? Yeah, Miracle Workers. That's Daniel Radcliffe. Oh, my Ben. I thought you were talking about Daniel Radcliffe. That's funny. Daniel Radcliffe, I would say. That actually happens to them a lot. There's a lot of memes. I know. That's what I think hurts Elijah Wood. Yeah. Is that he looks so much like Daniel Radcliffe and Daniel Radcliffe is more famous than him. Yeah. I mean, they're. I would say they're both A-listers, but Daniel Radcliffe would be like A plus and Elijah Wood's like A minus. Sure. Okay. Next name, Charlotte. Uh, Charlotte Roos. The clothing. Oh, store. that's a good one. I honestly couldn't think of a famous Charlotte. That's all I could think of. I'm like trying to think like there has to be a famous Charlotte. There's a city named Charlotte. I'm going to type right? Charlotte into. Yeah, I guess Charlotte from Sex in the City. That's a character, isn't it? I don't know. Yeah. If you search Charlotte on IMDb, you get no one I've ever heard yeah. of. Charlotte McKinney, Charlotte Riley, Charlotte Rampling. So what you're saying is that Charlotte's have a chance. <laughs> Yeah, if you are a Charlotte and you want to be an actress, it's for you, girl. Now is your time. Yeah, Kristen Davis's character on Sex that's and the City I, is that's Charlotte. That's what I was wondering. And then I was like, is that her name? And then it was tricky. Yeah, I was unsure for a second. Like, I guess the name seems so much older now than it did 20 years ago. Like most Charlottes mm-hmm. are also dead, I think. I don't know. It's the fourth most popular baby name in 2020. Well, yeah, so actually most Charlottes were just why, born. because... They were just born because everyone's naming their kids sh- after their yes, grandparents, after their dead grandma. OK, this next name is very interesting because we can do a couple different things with it. So first off, William. Oh, Prince William. Yes. Next up, let's do Will. Oh, 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 oh. I guess the first name came that was Will is Will Meinecker, who is a Chapo boy who has a podcast about socialism or whatever. And and the only reason I know his name is just from hearing Mike play Chapo episodes. But oh, and then there was that Will guy on that 70s show. I can't believe you didn't say Will Smith. Oh, yeah, that's weird. I didn't say Will Smith. That's who I said. And then I forget the third iteration of this, though. Like, yeah, he's kind of quiet. He's kind of quiet. And then the stuff he does, I'm like, dude, I can't believe that's how, you know, he's a list. Yeah. He's been making absolute bullshit for like a straight 20 years. I think he's had like yeah, the most the most famous thing he's done recently is go on Red Table. Talk. Yeah. And 
ooh, get his ass creamed by his wife. Yeah. So it's like that whenever his name comes up, it's just like, okay, he's kind of a clown. But I mean, he is making money. He's still making money. Yeah, exactly. And the third iteration of this name, Bill. Bill Clinton. Oh, I think of Bill Pullman. Oh, is he R.I.P.? I think Bill Pullman's Didn't alive. Bill Pullman just die? Maybe. Oh, I guess also Bill Murray's one oh, of them. Bill Murray. A lot of Bills. Yeah. Oh, maybe I'm thinking of Bill Paxton. Yeah, I was. I think you are. Yeah, Bill Pullman is alive. But Bill Pullman looks like the late. Don't they look similar? That's what Bill Pullman looks like. Yes. I just, I love Bill Pullman from the classic Sandra Bullock vehicle while we were sleeping. Bill Pullman looks like Bill Paxton, but Bill Paxton is dead and Bill Pullman is alive. That actually, I think, was a thing that people brought up when Bill Paxton died. Because they also play a lot of similar characters, too. Yeah. And they're contemporary of each other. So, like, when one, you could just tell, like, oh, one of them must have rejected this role. (laughs) And the other one swooped it up. Anyways. Okay, next up. Sophia. Sophia Bush. Oh, I was going to I said Sophia Coppola. Oh, she's way more A-list. though. yeah, Sophia Bush is not A-list, but she is beloved. And the only reason she's great in John Tucker must. The only reason I thought of her is because they have started a podcast now for One Tree Hill. One Tree Hill. She's on it. And now you're good for her. Everyone's doing a podcast about their old show. Hey, it seems to be making these people money. Yeah, you got to pay that property tax somehow. Exactly. Next name, James. Um, I'm, this is so stupid. James Lipton. Oh, I thought of James Cameron. There's so many Jameses, though. And uh, the only reason I thought of James Lipton is because I just watched the Val Kilmer doc. Sometimes that's all it takes. And it's like, oh, I, who's another guy. James? All I can think of is James Cameron. I bet if you Google James right now, it'd be like, oh, there's a lot more. I'll look up James on IMDb and see what comes up first. I love IMDb. Oh, that's a good way to do it. James Gunn, James Spader, James McAvoy, James Franco, James Gandolfini. I was going to say, isn't there a Franco that's a James? There is. I can't believe I forgot about him. I know. He's canceled. And of course, Lily James. Oh, Lily James. Classic. But for some reason, I didn't think of any of those people because they're not they're not all A-list. Yeah, this one's fun. Amelia. Amelia Earhart. I think of Amelia Bedelia. Oh, that's also a good one. The children's book character. But yeah, I think those are the two most famous Amelias. Amelia Earhart, Amelia Bedelia. Yeah. I'm not sure if there's a celebrity named Amelia. There's Amelie. Yeah, but she's a character. Oh, this one, I know exactly what I am thinking of. Benjamin. Um, I would say Benjamin Button, but that's out of us. Yeah, Benjamin Button is the first thing that came to mind. But there. There are Benjamins. Benjamin Franklin. Like what's. Well, we could also alternatively do Ben. But there there is who's in there a famous actor right now. That's a full on Benjamin. Benjamin Walker. I wouldn't call him famous, but he's an actor. Am I thinking of Benjamin Bratt? Benjamin. Who was like a H. John Benjamin could have been a Benjamin Hollingsworth. I've never heard of him. Benjamin Bratt. uh, Miss Congeniality. He was. He was set on his way to be an A-lister, dated A-listers, and then he just disappeared. Do we know why mm-hmm. he disappeared? He must have been terrible to work with. Maybe. Because he really when you was think... doing like 
every big movie in the early 2000s. Yeah. And he was dating all the hotties. He was a hottie. He was a, he was a hottie. Exactly. People couldn't shut up about it. He was selling people magazines. <laughs> he was paying people magazines rent. Yes, exactly. So here's the question. Who do you who's the first Ben you think of? Oh, It's crazy because there's a lot of good options, but the first one I thought of is Ben Dover, which is the name that people write to make fun of sign up lists because it's Ben Dover. Oh, that's funny. But I'll name famous Ben's. And this is it's shocking because I didn't think of any of these, but Ben Affleck and Ben Stiller are hugely famous. Oh, and I would say both A-listers, but I didn't think of them at all because it's it's uh, they're. It's a plain name. I think it's also Ben is like such a common name. It's got to be like first and last name. Like, yeah. you don't just say Ben. It's like Ben Affleck. I love the name Ben. I I do. But then I always think of this kid that I grew up with. whose name was Ben, who was like super stupid. So like I love yeah. the name Ben in a weird like phonetic way like oh it's fun to say and sounds but regal. you can never like name a kid ben because you always think yeah of that kid. and i always think god yeah. that guy was dumb he's so dumb i have that with the name colin i love the name colin but i knew a really annoying colin yeah yeah so i'll never be able to name a kid colin same with like brendan's sorry brendan's out there oh yeah i know a brendan who's There's annoying just, it's just one of those fun to say and then in real life but not for not my great. child Okay, next name, Isabella. Uh, Twilight? Yeah, Bella Swan. I thought of Isabella Rossellini because I'm cultured. <laughs> okay, next name, Lucas. Oh, Lucas Hedges. Yep, Lucas Hedges. I don't think he's A-list, but I think he's on his he's way. He's so on his way. I mean... He's like a prestige actor, but he doesn't have that... Um, like media attention on him, which I don't think he wants. No, I don't think he wants. He's just doing his job and going home. Yeah, he he is so, so close. He books a lot. He's definitely making money. People enjoy him. He's on the spectrum, yeah. so he appeals to like a little bit of everybody. Oh, I didn't know that about him. But I like him. He's cute. Yes, yes. And he, you could tell in a way he's like Evan Peters- is getting the stuff that like Lucas Hedges turns down or like Lucas Hedges is definitely first choice for so many people, you know? Yeah, he's yeah. great. Okay, next name, Mia. Mila Kunis. Mila. Sure. That's Mila. Yeah, either way, it made you it made you think of her. My first thought is Mia Thermopolis, who is who Anne Hathaway plays in The Princess Diaries. Well, after we talked about the Bens, I'm like, come on, Bridget, you could do better. <laughs> well, let me see if there's, I'm going to- People IMDb's are listening to this, like yelling at us the names we're not thinking. I know, of. I know. I am I hope you all are playing along. Okay, so here's the famous Mia's. First of all, Mama Mia. Oh, yeah. Duh. <laughs> uh, but Mia Wasikowska, nothing there. Oh. No offense to Mia Wasikowska. She, she kind she of was, fell off. She was someone- that was very hot for a minute. She was having a big moment when the Tim Burton Alice in Wonderland came out and just nothing really happened. And she did that Jane Eyre with Michael Fassbender. Yeah, she must have been difficult to work with. <laughs> That's what I'm saying yeah, about everybody now. And Mia Kirshner, who was in Not Another Teen Movie and also famously in The Vampire Diaries. Oh, yeah. 
So that's why I Definitely know her. not on mine. But I wouldn't either. know her name. Okay. Next name. Henry. Henry Winkler. Oh, I thought of Henry Golding, which is weird because he's not that famous, but I think I've just been thinking about him because he's hot <laughs> and also Henry VIII. That's fair. I've been going to see a lot of movies because I'm famously on the AMC Stubbs A-list and I and they're playing the new trailer for the new Henry Golding movie, which is what? Which is called Snake Eyes. Okay. And he just looks really hot in it. So I just have been thinking about Henry Golding lately, I guess. Yeah, no one's thinking of Henry Winkler because he's hot. Not anymore. Yeah. But Henry Winkler is, I think, A-list. Yeah. Henry Golding, I don't think is A-list. But again, he's on his way because he's getting booked. Now I'm like. And he's hot. I don't know who he is. Henry Golding. Yeah. He was in Crazy Rich Asians. Oh, I didn't. S- he was the Crazy Rich Asian. Oh, he is hot. He's hot, hot, hot. He was also in A Simple Favor which was a Blake Lively and Anna Kendrick movie that I actually quite highly recommend. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Who was he in that? He was Blake Lively's husband. Oh, yeah. Oh, he was good in that, too. OK, yes. I hope he becomes A-list because he's super. High. I think he I will. He's not difficult to work with. <laughs> he seemed I don't think he is. He seems to be nice. Also, because he worked in uh, Crazy Rich Asians with Constance Wu, who famously is difficult to work with. So I imagine we would have heard about it if both of them. Yeah, were. that's a good point. Next up on the list, Evelyn. Ooh. Evelyn. Oh, I'm thinking of like Evelyn Crabtree, the soap company. I can't think of a single famous Evelyn. Sorry. What about Eve? Yeah. All about and Eve. And Eve, the. E- oh, yeah. Eve, the um, Eve, Eve, the singer. singer yeah. I'm going to search Eve, Evelyn. who's one name. Oh, that's Evelyn Lee. Yeah. Evelyn Lee is famous or no, I'm thinking of Vivian Lee. Evelyn Lee isn't famous. So I don't know. And so I'm going to go for the last one. I'm going to do girl first instead of boy, because the boy name, I think, is going to have more options. The girl. Okay. so next name, Harper. Oh, uh, I feel like there is like a young Harper that's up and coming, but. I don't know. My first thought was Harper Collins, which is a publisher. Oh, that's good. That's good. Oh, William Jackson Harper, I think, is the closest. I can't think. There's no other famous Harpers that I can tell on. IMDb. IMDb. And the only other Harper I can think of is the best friend from Wizards of Waverly Place. But that was the character name, not the actor. So, again, if your name is Harper, your time. you should be a celebrity because you don't have any How competition. How many parents right now are just like, my little Harper is... <laughs> is the harper she's coming and our last name in our top 10 lists of the names of 2020 and this one we can do a couple of different things with because it's one of those names alexander well you have to go full a list of all time alexander the great alexander the great obviously but we can also talk about alex Oh, yeah. This won't be a surprise. The first person I thought of, because I've been talking about him near constantly on this podcast, I feel like Alex Wolf. Oh, you have been finding reasons and ways to bring up Alex Wolf. Are you? I to promise manif- I'm not trying to. It's like you're trying keeps to manifest coming up. something. I think I am accidentally manifesting something and I'm happy to manifest it. Alex Wolf, if you are listening to this podcast, call me, please, please do so that. Yeah, please call me and tell me to stop talking about <laughs> you so I 
<laughs> so I will. So I won't stop talk, unless yeah, you so call she me. could talk about how you told her to stop talking. How you, yeah, <laughs> so I can talk about how you sent me a cease and desist. I mean, I'm here for it. But that's our top 10 baby names, boys and girls. We learned a lot about A-list in that game. Yeah. Is that sometimes A-list is a feeling. It really is. I mean, it is it is a constant controversy. Like you brought up Dumois earlier, probably about something else, but like you could see the conflict of what people th- consider A-list, even in what Dumois posts of like, yeah, okay, apparently everyone thinks this person is A-list, and it it is very much centered on what do I consume as a as a person who enjoys entertainment and and that's gonna yeah. vary depending upon what your thing is so it's always gonna yeah, be a your age group where you grew up what you gravitate towards watching exactly I'm sure there's some people that are a-list to someone that I have never heard of oh yeah yeah but they have so much money and so much going on that there is sometimes that lack of realization of who is involved with what yeah but that was this week's The Gossier. I hope you learned a lot. I hope you thought about your favorite celebrity today because God knows they need it. Bridget, where can everybody find you? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Bridget underscore suck it. Grace, where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at the Grace Piper. And you can find my other podcast, Doppelgangers, on your listening platform of choice. And you can find this podcast on Instagram and Twitter at The Gossier. And if you would like to make our list on a future episode uh, you can always submit your gossip to us on our form that's on our social media as well there's a link there and if you want to show support for this podcast you can give us a five-star review on apple podcasts and that's our show for today so we will see you guys next week what you've done, but what you do with what you've done for others.